I'm going to say something smart. Watch this. This is Reconceived with Ben and Leonard. I'm Leonard. And I'm Ben. And I am unsure. Are you unsure about things, Ben? Oh, yeah. I'm unsure about how tall I am. I'm pretty sure I'm 5'10", but I might be 5'11". I hear you there. I, the only thing I know about my height is that I'm taller than my brother, and that's the only thing that matters. I'm taller than both of my brothers, and it makes me so happy. Congratulations. But. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm unsure about a lot of things. But, you know, there, there's, there's a few constants in, in people's lives and some things that we can always uh, know for certain. Like death. Death is inevitable. Sung by Hank Green. We're all going to die? We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. But are we, are we really all going to die? Ben, are you more, sure about More than that? likely. Are you... A hundred percent sure. No, because no man knows the day nor the hour. But what if there isn't a day, time, or hour? So I, as you could probably guess, am going to be talking about death. What an uplifting topic of conversation. I know. It's going to be just peachy. So, uh... This this idea came to me when I was talking to my friend Nathaniel. Uh, I, I have to give Nathaniel all props for this. He's a brilliant guy. Um, we we were talking, and you know, I made some joke along the lines of saying, you know, death is inevitable or something along those lines. Ha 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 ha! Very funny. Um, and he just looks to me. He's a very logical thinker, and um, so he was just like, well, actually. And then he presented me with this argument. There are 7.442 billion people alive today. However, there have been 108.2 billion estimated humans that have ever been alive in history as a whole. That means that even though 7.4 billion people, that's still a lot of people... That's only 6.88% of all people who have ever existed that are still alive today. We have 93.12% of human population that have already uh, kicked a bucket, you know? So it, it seems at first glance that death would be certain. But here's the thing. Probability tests almost always use a value of 95% to consider something proven. So something must happen more than 95% of the time to be uh, statistically significant. If we look back to our statistics of how many people have died, it's not at 95%. Therefore, we can't actually prove if everyone will die for sure. So it's a, it's a very funny argument, 
Um, it, it seems illogical because Ben, I think you already have a rebuttal for that argument, don't you? It has to do with the misconception of what statistically significant means, but yes. Something does not have to happen 95% of the time for it to be deemed statistically significant, because if that were the case, then a lot of things, like Republicans voting for the Republican president, wouldn't be considered statistically significant, because more than 5% of the time they vote for someone other than the Republican candidate for president. The problem with all of that is it misunderstands what the 95% number means. First, what does it mean for something to be statistically significant? It means that there is a 95% chance that the results you're getting aren't just random noise. So there's a 1 in 20 chance that your result, your outcome is just random. It, it just looks significant, but it isn't actually. And there's a 19 in 20 chance that it is actually significant, that there are factors at play that you're measuring for. So that's what that 95% number means. And Okay. If something for something to be statistically significant, I think it has to have two standard deviations, whatever that means. I'm not a statistician, but that is the common misconceptions that people have about statistically significant. Of course, we're all going to die because there's no other alternatives. You know, we all sort of decay as we get older. Um, modern medicine has continued to improve. So the average lifespan of a human today is 71 years. That is a large, significant improvement from 50 years ago, where it was only that it, it, it was only that people lived to be 56. You know, we, we are making improvements to make sure that people uh, are living healthier and better lives, that we are preserving their lives as long as they can. Um, so that they can live their life to the fullest. Um, but, of course, you know, as we're biological creatures, we sort of decay. We, inevitably, we would die. We will continuously make more and more improvements as to how long we can survive in the end because we are those biological creatures and because everything decays, we're going to, at some point, in it may be you know thousands of years into the future but at some point we will lose resources or lose energy we are at some point going to have to cease to function the other alternative is to live on for infinity and as far as we understand the universe now living for infinity would be a very difficult thing for us to do namely because of the explosion of the sun or the heat yeah. death of the universe as hank green would point out exactly you know there there's lots of ways that the universe could end and if we don't really have a universe to live in and unless we were able to stop the entirety of the universe from a you know killing over we wouldn't really have a place to exist in so that that'd be a problem but there's people who want to avoid that issue entirely. The first organization that I've, I had heard of is the 2045 Initiative. They wanted to, by the year 2045, be able to take the consciousness of humans and convert that into a robotic body. The idea is 
well, for most, it's a scary idea, or uh, some, you know, think that's a fantastic idea, but it calls into question how we defined living, how we defined existence, and that is a very deep and difficult topic to address in a 30-minute podcast, so I'm going to um, sort of, you know, avoid that. With that being said, the important thing is that we're not, no one has been able to agree on an answer as to what life is, and so there would be some debate about whether the people that have had their consciousness transferred into robots, whether or not they would actually still be alive. And that's the other thing I think people sort of misunderstand. It's not as though we clearly know what consciousness is and how it arises that's, in people. That's the next important thing that I was about to your, address. Your brain the, is an important uh, chemical component of that, but we aren't sure exactly how to replicate it. And we don't know if we exactly replicate your brain. Does that mean that another person has your identical consciousness? Or does that mean that you also experience what they go through? Like we... I'd say probably not. So there's something exactly. more to consciousness than just the physical meat that is your brain. It's such a deep issue that it's really hard to define whether or not that would truly be – whether pursuing the 2045 initiative would really be achieving their goal. Um, right. We we can't at this current time we don't know whether or not it would be even possible to replicate human consciousness and replicate a person or how would we even tell if we had succeeded it, there there's we we can make a fake AI version of someone but that wouldn't necessarily mean that we had successfully transferred that we had only replicated that so i i wanted to use death as a example obviously my personal opinion and i think it's a good one is that we're all at some point going to die that it will be inevitable um but it's an important thing to know for sure why you believe that with everything, with every opinion that you have, it's so important and crucial that you know why you stand on the side that you do, why you stand on the side of the argument that you do. So why do you think you were going to die? I also chose to talk about death today because it's something that I've taken for granted so long that the idea that people have been challenging that sort of disrupted what I took for granted. And so I, I sort of took this as a challenge to myself. You know, I would in, highly encourage people alongside of me to to do the research and to understand what we know about death now to make a informed decision and an informed opinion about death, if that makes any sense. I think that the position isn't so much like you pointed out it's not that we're going to live forever because that's clearly not the case the the position is that we're going to have an indefinitely long life or an ill 
It's a great acronym for it. Indefinitely long lasted. So the, I, I think even then, death is sort of taken for granted under the medical field. So you can't make improvements to your body such that you will never die. You will make improvements to your body so such that it's difficult to tell when you're going to die because you'll have such a long life. So even in that case, you're going to die, and it's still going to be an inevitability, which means that it still is taken for granted. Now, on the consciousness realm, so our consciousness is something that exists. Why does it exist? No one's entirely sure. What is consciousness? No one, again, is entirely sure. So on that front, our only hope in cheating death is to figure out something that has eluded our grasp for the entirety of human existence. And I don't think we're going to do that by 2045. I don't know if we're ever going to do that. <laughs> right. It. I, I guess the main point that I, I want to leave people with is the idea that death is sort of the extreme topic. You know, it's said that, you know, death is the only constant. With that being said, if people are still calling into question the validity of that, and the validity that everyone is going to die, then we need to know where we stand on death. And if we have to know that, then it should be a wake-up call for us to make sure that we know why we believe what we believe, that we aren't taking things for granted. has been Reconceived with Ben and Leonard. I'm your host, Leonard.